When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For year-round allergies and hay fever, try Demister Nasal Spray from Chemist Warehouse, only $34.99. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. just throwing the ball at the stumps and hit them. This is going to be interesting. From our point of view, and I said I've had the benefit of hindsight because I made, I made some decisions when I was younger and around the spirit of game, which I, I regret. Um, I made some mistakes around it as well, and, and I put my hand up for that. Yes, it's a big good morning. Izzy Kempi for breakfast. SCNZ just after 6 o'clock. Got Sammy Hewitt in the house. Got Kez keeping the kitchen warm. And there you go. There's a little insight to what's coming up on the show. A big Tuesday morning to get reaction to yesterday. Probably the biggest day in individual sport in history in New Zealand for our Kiwi athletes around the world covering all disciplines. You got athletics, you got golf, and you got motorsport racing. What a day that was, lads. Morning to you there in Auckland, Sammy Hewitt, Kempi, and Kitty Kitty. Good morning. Morena, Morena, Morena is yeah, a big day yesterday. I was just saying before, like Giz winning that uh, race in Chicago, it looked like a, uh, you're watching a PlayStation game the way that he was driving that car in the first time in it. How good to get uh, to the top of the podium, just reading some some of his comments on and on the excitement that um, he felt, especially with the crowd, the burnouts at the end of it. Um, mate, that was amazing. Paulie Mawadi tipping mm. everyone into that and love racing yesterday um, when we went to the TAB. And, of course, on the back of Dan Hillier's win, uh, you know, I just, think, I just think some days... You wake up after the weekend and go, man, that was a really good weekend. And it just that's a long weekend, that one, where the boys come out on the Monday and they uh, they continue to fly the flag for New Zealand. So well done 
to all of our uh, all of our sportsmen around the world flying the flag high and putting New Zealand on the map. Oh, it's so good. Hey, Sammy, you sent through the news on WhatsApp about SVG winning over in Chicago. First person in 60 years to win on debut. The first street race in NASCAR history. No surprises, really. SVG has been doing it in the supercar for a very long time. Even tried to chance his arm and rally, and now he's going over there on their own backyard and beating the pot, uh, beating the... The Americans. Yeah, mate. People that um, follow Giz in supercars, you know, already know how wildly talented he is. But for people that maybe aren't as well versed in, in uh, motorsport, the guy's a freak, like an absolute freak. You don't go from a supercar V8 over to NASCAR, jumping it, you know, for like a day basically for practice, qualify third on the grid, and then go and win the race. It, it's just absurd. And then, like you mentioned, he does rallying, he does dirt, uh, you know, he does um, speedway. He, he does absolutely anything. And a lot of people will ask the question, and there already is actually a question here on Double Eight Double Three from John asking about you know putting him in an F1 car. Unfortunately for Giz, he's just too big for an F1 car. Yeah. But, but but honestly, pe- people are saying people are saying that pound for pound, he is one of the greatest motorsport drivers on earth at the moment. And he beats and, and Brad Lewis said it last night on the run home. He beats he beats Max, Max Verstappen, Lando Norris, these guys in the simulators. Whenever they do the the, the sort of e racing, he crushes them. They can't beat him. <laughs> oh man, it is so good. SVG boys, put them in the FY car next week. They need some excitement over there because Max is winning it all, and it is boring. I was I was reading some comments on some posts on, on social media, and there was one comment that really stood uh, stood out for me. There's three of the four uh, the similarities between the supercar and the NASCAR. The suspension, obviously, racing through the streets. Traditionally, they just race around a, mm. an oval track, don't they? And, and so there's not a, a hell of a lot of turning, but once you put a bit of turning involved and having to control those those cars around corners, the makeshift, the makeup of the cars, they're quite similar from what I was reading to a supercar. Sammy Hill, yeah. you'd probably be able to elaborate a bit more. They're pretty similar. Yeah, like so that's probably one thing if you were Americans and, and you know you're, you're wanting to get your tall poppy on, you might say something like the NASCAR drivers aren't used to street circuits because they do grow up in ovals. Mark Larkham, uh, you know, the, the former supercars driver and the commentator said that yesterday on ECNZ that uh, they we grow up here on these really difficult um, tracks and difficult roads that force you to race really aggressively and uh, and there's, it's high risk, high reward. Over in America, they grow up on the ovals. So they, they, they're much more... And, and that would be the, the test for, for Giz if he was sort of going to go to NASCAR full-time would be whether or not he can transfer the street circuit racing to, to an oval because it's obviously a lot different. You're just going around in circles. It's about you know fuel conservation and tyre management and all that sort of stuff. So... Um, I don't doubt him, but that that's probably the one question mark that people would have. Would you go over, Kempe? Would you make the shift to the United States to have a crack? We've seen what it's done for Scott Dixon in IndyCars. He is flying. He's made a life for himself over there. Obviously, SVG is probably making a wee bit here in supercars, but I'm guessing the NASCAR contract will be a hell lot more over there. Are we going to lose He's him? Just 100%. He's just written his ticket yesterday. He's, uh, like Sammy said, 60 years since it's been done before. Mm. He's the golden boy that uh, every car, every sponsor would want driving their, 
driving their vehicle, and um, I see in his comments of the first thing he did, <laughs> very smart, was go out and thank all the sponsors that were uh, <laughs> that were supporting him. And good I was man. like, when I was reading, I was going, good man, that's exactly what you need to say because they're all lining up to get your signature. So, oh look, I hope I hope Giz has got a really good manager. Um, you know, he's going to need it. He's going to need it to uh, manage all that money that he's got. So, uh, good on him. I just think he's an f- absolute freak. You know, I think he. I think he can transfer it. I think it is that risk and reward. He drives his cars with, I guess, no no fear. And when you've got that, um, I watched where he took the lead yesterday in that race and. The way that he did it and the went past cars, um, you know, on bends, he's yeah, he's pretty special. I think I think his name's up in lights for a long time. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking so too, and just been watch going to watch this with interest. SVG, he's coming back. He's obviously got the supercars, but I'm sure they won't be letting him go lightly. The conversations will be continuing on. Another message here from Ants SVG. How good and Verstappen has never beaten him in e race e racing at least monthly. Don't forget Zoe Hobbs latest record in Olympic qualifying mark. That is from Ants. No, we're not forgetting Zoe Hobbs. Spoke about her yesterday. A big day for her. Obviously qualifying. For Paris Olympics, Hamish Kerr winning his latest Diamond League, uh, jumping the high jump at uh, 2 metres, 24 centimetres to beat his closest uh, rival and tough opponent by 4 centimetres. And then Dan Hillier, two shots, British Masters. A great day for Kiwi Sport. And we've got a great day on the show for us this morning. After 7 o'clock, we've got the great trophy, the Melbourne Cup. The Melbourne Cup in studio oh, with Sammy Hewitt. That. Oh, Come on, just wouldn't ask it be good me. to win that? <laughs> 18 carats of pure gold valued at over 600,000 Australian dollars will be there oh, right nice in front of money. you, Sammy Hewitt. You keep your hands to yourself, son. Now, hold on. Is it uh, is the Melbourne Cup like, um, I know in a lot of sports, boys, uh, you're not allowed to touch the trophy, or there's sort of an unspoken rule, you don't Put touch the, the trophy unless you, unless you win it. <laughs> Is, is that the case? Am I allowed to not touch it, you know, given I've never won it before? That, that, that exists in a lot of sports, especially if you're a player. You wouldn't touch the World yeah. Cup unless, you, unless you'd won it because you don't want to, you know, it, it's got so I much was like that with I was like that with crutches. If anyone had crutches and they'd walk around anywhere near me, I would, like, go five seats away from them. You know, like, and, you know, guys try and whack you with a crutch, I'd, mate, I'd go off. I'd say, don't touch me with that. <laughs> like you know, because I was always Where's your sympathy? Where's your sympathy, Kimpy? I wasn't worried about them, mate. I was worried about not <laughs> being injured, and not being on the football field. So, um, mate, I'd, I'd be like that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't actually. Um, you know, if you if you had a horse that was good enough, I wouldn't actually yeah. be worried about that. Um, touching it because you'd go, mate. I actually want to touch that when I win it. Yeah, yeah. So that's that, um, that's the question for you, Kimpy, because you, obviously you you own a couple. Of horses. Mate, you touch you, it, Sammy. Yeah, well, I, I, that's the thing. I've got absolutely no, uh, you know, the only, the only horses I ever <laughs> you put bet your on. Ju- you put your juju all over. The, the only horses I ever bet on are the, are the losers that Tony gives me on a weekly basis. But if you did, if you did own horses, <laughs> that's a rare jab. That's a rare jab. From if you, you, Sammy. If you that's did, a rare jab. Well, it's funny enough, actually, Kempi. I thought you were going to be back today, so I actually teed it all up, hoping to have you in here, uh, so that you know we could we could get all your Melbourne Cup stories because I bet you've got a, quite a few over the years. I've got a I've got a ton of them too. I went uh, seven years in a row. I went to the Melbourne Cup. It was my end of year uh, excursion. I'd say when I used to come back from England. So every year I'd come back from England, we'd come down and holiday on the way home, and then uh, I'd get down to New Zealand, and my mates would be waiting there, and we'd jump back on a plane and head out to Melbourne. It is one of the 
best sporting events you can ever go to. As he's been to one, he went to one. Oh dear, on I think he went last to last year. year's one, didn't you? Because you had a horse Gold running trip. in Melbourne Cup Day. That's right. Um, it is honestly, if you've got a sporting event, a bucket list, you have to throw the Melbourne Cup on it. You go there for a week. Uh, it's Saturday to Tuesday. Um, and it's uh, honestly, back in the early days when we went, we, we used to go for the week and then we used to cut it right back to about four days because it just got too hard. But, um, <laughs> mate, it's, it's a pretty special, pretty special, um, thing, Sammy, getting the, the Melbourne Cup in there this morning. I'm pretty, pretty gutted mm. that I'm not there, uh, to actually witness the Cup coming in because you don't get that close and up personal with mm. the Melbourne Cup. And it's become an international race now. So, where it was a, a race for Australia's, um, best stayers, it's now, a race for the world's best stayers. They come over, they raid the, the Melbourne Cup. That'll be a question we can ask about that, is when when does Australia think that they'll get that cup back? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's a it's a fantastic trip. You know, something, Sammy, you could probably work on is doing something, doing doing us a favour and getting us uh, getting us a trip over there, yeah. right? What do you reckon? Oh, yeah, I'll talk to Hachi. Um, I've, yeah, we'll just have to pull off a couple of favours, but I'm sure we can make something happen. Is you, you've uh, gone over? I went last year. Yeah, so Hutchie and Sen have a have a birdcage um, box. Oh, here you go, Kimby. Here you go. Talk to Izzy. Don't talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) Hutchie hosted me and a couple of others. It was good. Man, it was such a good time. The weather wasn't wasn't great, but um, Melbourne Cup. We actually went on Derby Day as well. Saturday race um, our horse bungle race and race one, and uh, got to witness the whole carnival. Really, it was pretty special. It's a good time. Gold trip. The worst thing about that situation is I tipped out gold trip to my barbers. Yeah, you did. And then I went over, and when you get over there, you hear about a lot of these other horses, so you forget about your original (laughs) pick. Well, I didn't back gold trip, and it won and paid 20-odd bucks, so I got my my barbers paid, but uh, I didn't get on it myself. (laughs) But it's such a good time, Sammy. You're going to really enjoy this. Joe McGrath is affectionately known as the keeper of the cup. He's going to bring it. He's bringing it in this morning, and uh, I know many of you out there will have your memories and experiences. Double eight, double three. Let us know your Melbourne Cup memories. The one horse that you picked. I've picked one winner in my time. American back in the day. American won, obviously. I think it was the early, late two uh, thousand eight, two thousand nine, somewhere around then. Anyway, I was in Hawke's Bay. I was at Smithy's famous bar that he used to. Quite frequently drink at Turks Bar and American one. Obviously, yep. American Turks Bar and it won. And uh, it's passed on now, American, but I've got some great memories. So send them through on double eight, double three. And uh, coming up as well, we're going to be continuing on this chat with uh, SVG. We've got one of his best mates. Well, his best mate, Andrew Waite, who's a, for- he's a driver and uh, he's raced locally, races locally as well. So we're chatting to him. And then after eight, Baz McCullum. We spoke to him earlier, Sammy, the skip, the coach, the Bears. He hasn't changed one bit, mate. You think <laughs> what's going on and how much pressure. Yeah. He's still the same old Bears. Well, that's good to hear, He's though. still the same that's old Bears. That's good to hear, though, because he you know, obviously is under a lot of pressure, the English. Uh, I, I'd probably liken the English cricket media, Kempi, to the to the Sydney Rugby League media. It's like it doesn't matter how... Especially for cricket. Yeah, how, it doesn't matter how well you've gone in the past. It doesn't matter if you won last year or you won last week. If you do something wrong or you lose a couple games, you just get absolutely publicly crucified in those uh, environments. So, you know, Baz, he's under the pump. Um, Test 3 kicking, you know, getting underway later this week. So I'm very interested to hear from him, lads, and, uh, and see how he's tracking what the mood's like. Resilient. He's resilient, mate. Yep. 
Like is, there's, there's um, a lot going on, but he always looks at the at the bright side, you know, the positive side out of the situation. Two nil down. What an opportunity, lads, to come back from nowhere mm. and take this out. You know, the confidence that it instills into your squad when you've got a coach like that that doesn't look rattled. It's 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 just great. It's great. And you're gonna enjoy his chat after eight o'clock and uh yeah, look, the Sashes series is well and truly like even made you a supporter, Kempi. A hundred percent. Bez has made me. Bez has made me a supporter. You know, I, like I was, I've I've followed cricket. Um, the T Twenty I like. The One Day is you know I I don't mind. But Test cricket, I've been like you know not a massive supporter of Test cricket. But Bez, I think what um, Bez Ball has really done, and just the way that they attack Test cricket, it, it's invigorated. Um, people to watch it, you know what I mean? So people watch it and go, well, don't really know what's going on. And I can actually understand what Peterson and them are saying when they go, well, it's just not Ashes, you know. We've got to play these type of games. And, and the you boys mentioned it yesterday. Why don't they play it out and, and, and the mindset to play it for a draw and go in 1-0 down as opposed to 2-0 down? Well, Baz ain't like that. And I, lo- and I love that. You know, like, can you imagine you've got a chance to win? Um... If you're playing as, you're playing in an all-black game, I'm playing in a Kiwi game, and the winner's on the line. And you turn to your mate and say, oh, let's just kick the ball out. You know, mm. let's kick the ball out and have a, have a hot shower. Nah, like, hell no. Yeah, hell no. <laughs> that was the one chance, reason I, I dislike test cricket, because they go five days and then there's a day left and these batters will just batten down the hatches and block out for a day. It, it was just like... Painful to watch. So, mate, I, I love watching England play because either, either way, you're going to get a result. Win or lose, that's just the way they, they do. But they play the I game. Actually, I've actually been to Headingley because Headingley was my home ground. So, I've actually I got invited to an Ashes Test match at Headingley. Um, and I wasn't really a big, you know, I'm the Richard Hadley, Chris Kens type era. You know, Lance Kens, uh, Chris Kens' father, that type of era watching cricket. Um, Smithy. And the, at, at the back of the wicket, you know what I mean. So, but I, when I was playing, I got invited to Headingley to an Ashes game. Well, I had to go to the pub because I couldn't see the ball. It was going that fast down the wicket. I was going, "What are we watching? <laughs> These guys were rocking it, at, rocketing it down." So we said, "Look, oh mate, let's let's go up the road and watch it on telly. You know, we can see it see it clearer up there. We can't actually see it from the box." So. Um, it's a beautiful spot up there, Headingley. Uh, I've just flicked my mate a, a text up there. There's a pub around the corner called Skyrack, St. Baz around there. St. Baz, a message said, mate, get around the corner there. There's a pub It's walking distance from Headingley. It's called the Skyrack. Same guy's owned it with his Irish wife for, uh, well, it's 30 years since I've been there. So um, he's going heading up there for a bit of a wine. Uh, Fletcher will look after him, no doubt. <laughs> Oh, epic. There's probably a lot of pubs around Hittingley as well, Kimpy, just quietly. Uh, probably every street corner has one. But, uh, boys, uh, we, we, uh, me and uh, Keza were scheming actually this morning talking about the Melbourne Cup, and it fits perfectly uh, into our can't wait question of the day. Can't wait question of the day. Okay, so um, we, let's put together a little bit of a shortlist here. The, the greatest trophy of all time and not necessarily I, I guess the history comes into it but just in terms of the iconicness of a trophy now you know personally like the Super Rugby trophy does absolutely nothing for me but <laughs> was it the, was it the Tri-Nations dagger the, the one that they accidentally made it too big they like they put it in inches instead of centimetres or something and so it ended up just being this <laughs> massive ginormous cup and I th- I'm pretty sure we still have it somewhere because they, it was like a one-off <laughs> thing that they made 
So uh, throw a couple, <laughs> throw a throw a couple out there. What springs to mind when you think iconic sporting trophies? Oh, uh, I've got uh, the Bledisloe is one of the first ones that comes to my mind. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the one between Australia and New Zealand, but the Open, the Open trophy. Yeah, the, the jug. I think for for golf, the jug, claret jug. That's one that really st- uh, stands out. The America's Cup trophy. Oh yeah, that's a great one. Mm. Kempe. Jeez, uh, a Challenge Cup trophy. I think that's a, if you're a rugby league person going to England, you'd always wanted to, to lift that one. Mate, the Rugby League World Cup is a, a story in itself. That was found in a gutter um, in France, I think it was. It was won and, and then it was lost and a, and a guy found that trophy in the gutter and they, and they polished it up and re uh, sort of redone it. And uh, as you know, we, we won it in 2008. Tell you a quick story, Sammy. I had to take it around the country, and I was meant to take it to a police station every night and lock it up at a police station. Well, I used to take just pull it out of the pull it out of the boot and put it in my room, <laughs> shut the door, and thought if anyone wants to come and try and take the World Cup off me, they can. They're going to have a hell of a fight on their hands. Um, did well, you have it in your bed with you, Kimpy? Country with it? Oh, did, mate, it's massive. Honestly, um, it'd be like having it lie next to. Izzy, to be honest, it's that big. <laughs> yeah, just wrap your arms around it, keep you nice and uh, keep you nice and warm. Uh, a bit, no, no debate for me, boys, and probably no surprise to you as well. The Stanley Cup, it's just yeah. uh, the most iconic North American sports trophy because the problem with the NBA and the NFL is that they remake that trophy every year. So you can just yeah. have the same, you know, you have six of them in your cabinet and they all just are the same remake every year. But the Stanley Cup, um, mm. obviously it's been around for over 100 years. It's massive. They just keep adding rings to it whenever the, the other ones run out. Um, and the, they, they take one off, they put it in the Hall of Fame Museum, they add another one on. Um, yeah, it's just incredible. When everyone gets their name engraved from the from the uh, players to the, the guy who looks after the water bottles and the sticks. So every player, every mm. person at the organisation gets their, their name engraved. So... That's an easy one for me. But I can't stand a cup. I can't stand a cup that you can't have a drink out of. Yeah. What are they thinking? Yeah. No, it's not a. It's not a cup, <laughs> is know? it? It's just a trophy. It's, nah. not, a, it's not a cup. <laughs> Jeepers. What was that? What's what's the Blenders one? Is he? How many um, Steinies did it did it fit in it? That, that's the old uh, trivia question at the pub. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know what? I don't even know it, but I think it was about twenty. Yeah. Okay. Twenty. 20 uh. Twenty beers of Steinlager. Used to, used to fit into it, maybe more. It's, it's, a, it's a lot. It's actually, once it's full, it is so heavy oh, yeah. to lift up and have a drink out of. So you need actually someone to accompany you. But uh, it's always yeah, it's always nice to drink out of the bleeders, though. But there's some um, messages coming through. FA Cup, America's Cup, Stanley Cup. Keep them coming through. That is our can't wait question of the day. There are plenty of trophies, cups out there. That gets you going, and with a lot of history behind them, the Stanley Cup, that is definitely one of them, America's Cup, plenty. Keep those messages coming through, I can't wait, question of the day. We're going to shoot off, we'll come back, and we'll read a couple of these messages out, and we've got a big couple of hours ahead of us. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Support your immune health this winter with Go Healthy from Chemist Warehouse. Now 20% off the entire range. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Welcome back. It's 6.30 here on a Tuesday morning. We're talking trophies. We're talking cups. And there's some memories out there that are flooding through the text machine. Keep those coming through. Have you had any photos with some famous historical trophies or cups? Let us know on double eight double three on the Temper Bed Post text machine. Here's one from someone in Auckland. What does a Super Rugby Cup look like? Can't remember seeing it. 
That is from Craig in Auckland. Craig. <laughs> Craig and Craig. <laughs> Don't start, Craig. Because I haven't heard from Ken in over three weeks. Ken, Ugh. time's passed, buddy. Please, I don't want to lose you to the show. Oh, mate. I won't bring it up. I promise, Ken. Just keep those messages coming through. <laughs> and uh, one more here, lads. Morena, boys. Izzy, only one cup for me, mate. The Madison Trophy. The Madison Trophy is the great Hawks Bay Club Trophy. HBRFU, Premier Grade winners. Go the Mighty Maroons. Taradale Marshy. And the Hawks Bay. Keep those features coming through. We've got some headlines coming up with Sammy Hewitt. He'll keep us up to date. But before then, we'll get over to Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand.